Not like you podcast uh, special guest Al Pitcher. So anyway, so <laughs> during during your tour through Belgium and Holland, who did you do? What shows did you do? I did. Because um, how long ago was this? It must have been two or three years ago. Oh, but my my whole memory of living in Europe. I just I, I mean I do shows and people say. I, I saw you did I see you a year ago and they were like no it's five years ago so <laughs> with Egan the the tour I'm always do you know what sometimes I'm always up for it yeah it's it's harder now with like um, having kids to mm-hmm. kind of go do you know what I'm gonna go to Belgium and for three weeks yeah. or whatever his yeah because yeah. that's the one I did this last time I did three weeks yeah the first time I did two And then in between, I did a week on my own, another year. Yeah. Three feels like too long. Yeah. That was hard. I yeah. mean, when you're getting towards those last three or four gigs, you're, all you want to do, honestly, the last show, I'm not lying to you. I think we're in Maastricht. Yeah, I've read about this online. He, no, I haven't. Heard. Okay. I was about to say, holy shit. <laughs> they complained. That oh, they the probably did. Got they probably did. So... They were like, Brian, do you mind going on first? I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. And they were like, wow, I thought you were to complain. I was like, no. I went on. I yeah. did my 20. Yeah. I literally had my jacket on the rail of the exit of the thing. Because I was like, all I want to do is go back to my room. Yeah. Cry. Have a pizza. Go to sleep. Yeah. Get up and get on this fucking plane and go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so tired. I don't want to meet anybody. I don't want to say goodbye. I just want to get the it fuck out. It was your Vietnam, basically. Yeah, it was hardcore. I I find that the European idea of going to these places loses. It, it's not as exotic as it mm. as it used to be when I started stand up. It was like you could go. You know, do you want to go to Luxembourg? Right. And you're like. Yeah, fuck I've, yeah! I've never been to. Lo- I've heard the name, and then you know, and then you work out you're going to be on a plane for 11 hours, flying, <laughs> for, you know, and it's just not worth it. You know? Did you do his Luxembourg gig there? I haven't. No. Okay, it's Luxembourg. Joe talked it up a lot. Uh, this is our friend Joe Egan. Talked it up a lot. He said actually, if he moved from Sweden. He would actually move to Luxembourg. That that was his spot. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this must be a really fucking great city. It's a very beautiful city. Yeah. It's very picturesque. Yeah. Boring as shit. Yeah. We were there for about three hours. David Duff, Joe Egan, and myself. Yeah. Three hours in, I was like, okay, I'm I I'm do out. I'm done. Yeah, We, yeah. This is awful. <laughs> they had a Vapiano. They had an H-E- It was literally you were isn't, in Melbourne. Isn't the city pretty much the country? No, no, it was, no, no, it was a beautiful city. Stone walls, no, a, a, a small river through the city. Birds. Yeah, very tiny. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Uh-huh. But five hours, you've seen all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were there for I think two days, and it was just. I generally think what he does, though, touring-wise, it's pretty cool. It is. I mean, I, I, you know, especially when you're on like social media and yeah. Your mum and dad is seeing you like, oh, you're in Luxembourg. Oh, you're in. But they there. don't know that you're crying in like a, in a hostel. You're literally weeping. Yeah. <laughs> as you're sitting on the toilet. You know, but um, and it is funny because I'm I'm so 
I'm so about Sweden. Yeah. That when I actually go, I don't know about you guys, but when you write stand-up, I was always told it has to be international. Yeah. Has to work everywhere. Right. But my jokes are so Swedish. Yes. That when I get there, I'm then stressing out going through my set. Trying to going, figure out. Would they, are they going to get this? Can right. I, you know. Does this flow here? Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. So. How do you adjust your material? Because it is so Swedishly orientated in this cultural crop. Well, I've been very lucky that it's going so good that I can now kind of find Swedes in these cities. So yes. I did like New York and right. I did London. And I still call it the Sweden the Sweden syndrome instead of Svaria syndrome. And I just um, try and aim it for them, you know? Right. So I do all the marketing towards Swedes. And there's like 30,000 Swedes in New York. Yeah. 30,000? Yeah. I, I knew there was a big no, presence. Yeah. I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, it used to be more like UK used to be the number one spot, mm. but there's a lot of Swedes now. In. I thought it was Minnesota, actually, was the no, number that's, one spot. No, that's Swedes. Uh, sorry, that's American with Swedish heritage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Talking like legit guys Swede, like me, Swedes. Like, okay. Uh, in their 20s, like, I'm moving to Sweden, uh, to right. New York or whatever. That's a new location, US and Aussie. Yeah, yeah. And New, Aus- Zeal- and New Zealand, too. Yeah, a lot of Swedes are going to Australia nowadays. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sydney's full of them. Full, I can imagine. Some of them also going to New Zealand from my Yeah, sense. yeah. Uh, that's All right, like so ladies and gentlemen, we had a, we had a rolling in pot, uh, intro there. We are here at the lovely drum bar here in uh, Lillatorg in Malmo yeah. with our special guest tonight, Mr. Al Pitcher, who Yo. just who Thanks. just came off stage from two sold out shows. Uh, what was that? A four thirty and seven thirty. It was a four o'clock and seven thirty. Four yeah. o'clock and a seven thirty sold out shows. Tomorrow morning, he's off to... Back to Stockholm, and then I'm going to watch The National. Have you heard of The National? They're from... The, the band? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They, they're up in Stockholm. Yeah. Nice, and man. my feeling is like, after I've done like three, uh, two or three nights now of yeah. my show, it'd be quite nice to just be at home. Have a break. Chilling, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be instead, and it's all standing as well. Yeah. Which... I'm 45 years of age. I don't like standing. Especially for three hours. Yeah, and my wife is kind of, she likes to go to a concert and actually dance into a bit, it. you know? But I just sit there. You're the headbanger. Yeah, I mean, the National aren't really the kind of, but I went and saw um, Nick Cave the other day and I sat down, nice. for, sat down for Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Radiohead. Huh? And I should have really been, you know, boogieing, as the, as the kids say, you know? But um, yeah, so I'm going to a concert. It's I had that that feeling tonight. Actually, um, I said to the guy that helps me with the tech, uh, or helps me with the tech, does the tech. Yeah. I said, what freaks me out about doing this? And I'm behind this lead wall, LED mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him, and I said, is the people out there yeah. are waiting for me? Yes. That's what blows me up about this comedy <clears throat> thing. Then it I, is very surreal. Is very very surreal. You know, like, have you been to a comedy gig recently? Like, well, well you we, went we, tonight. We were in Toronto performing. Uh, yeah, Yuck we Yucks. we were at Yuck Yucks in Toronto. Yeah. What uh, a week and a half ago? Two oh, weeks wow. ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. something like that. But it was rookie night, so let's not get <laughs> yeah. let's not get so, too excited yet. <laughs> yeah, as far as being in your situation, no, we haven't been in that situation where you're getting where you, when you walk out on stage, you're looking at. 
600 people specifically yep. there to see exactly what you are bringing. Up, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Super, yeah. it is super trippy that th th tonight they got a babysitter. Yeah, they, they've called in a few favors. Yeah, they got an Uber. They've got a cat. Whatever it the is, man is getting laid because he got Al picture tickets. Yeah, he, he's he he's he's sure. sprung for the nice <laughs> dinner before. Yeah, and this is the cap to the evening. Yeah, is yeah. your ass on stage? No pressure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is very surreal. So, and you, with comedy, you can't be too, you can't be too like, come on, get the fuck, get into it. You've got to meet them like yes. halfway a bit, you know. Yes. And like a shy dog. You yes. You have the treats in your hands. Yeah, just... and I and I kind of and I very much want to be the nice guy on stage, and that is one of my things. Yeah. But I, I find that, I mean, I went and watched. I, I was in New York. I did my show there. I did two shows there, and I went on my own one night to. Um, Gotham Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was sitting there, and, and they the, have like, it's it, like in New York, yeah. Gotham, Carolines, yeah. all those places. A lot of times they have just straight murder lineups where you're just looking at headliner after headliner after well, headliner. I was, I was sitting there, and I was on my own. Yeah. Got a cup of tea. Yeah. And I was like, is this what it's like? You know, being in an audience. This yeah. is. And then the guy goes, down here at Gotham, you know, we have some special people come along. Please welcome. Jerry Seinfeld son of a so, bitch so he, no he way on, and I'm not a massive Seinfeld <laughs> no, comedy it's fan it's but, still, still, but it's but it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. and he runs on he's got his jacket on he takes his hat off and he goes it's me it's me holy smokes and I was, man I was a bit disappointed with his stand up it was like 20, <laughs> 20 minutes of talking about SMS, SMS yeah. you know you know, I'm sure if he's listening to this, yeah, he's he's, he's gonna he's, come he's, for me. First off, what he's not he's, he's not Ooh, listening to this. Second off, if he does, he'd be upset. <laughs> comedians in an outdoor bar, exactly. uh, doing a pod with loud music, exactly. Uh, but I, um, but it was still him, and it was still yeah. the excitement of right. oh my god! And because you can't, you can't take a photo because it's all no yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a bit of a standoff. Because people, I think that's what the tension was. Was people always like, I really they want to, I want to show off. I wanna, exactly. I wanna, exactly. This should be on Twitter, and they don't. You know, they can't. Yeah. But he was cool, and then it was Jim Gaffigan came on. Oh no! Wow. So it was, um, oh, it was, and I thought that Gaffigan was amazing. I thought he was great. He's unreal. That's the it's fun a, thing to perform in New York. Like suddenly, just Chris Rocks just walks in. Yeah. Like, I want to do. No, yeah. no. But the great thing about Gaffigan, he does. If I'm not mistaken, he does his whole set even when he's not televised, clean, right? It's always clean. It was about his wife has just had a brain tumor. Oh. Ooh. And wow. So he did a whole routine about um, they told them the size of the tumor. Yeah. And it was they measured it in fruit. They were like, <laughs> Jesus. This, they were like, this guy That's doesn't never good. This guy doesn't know anything about measurement, so we're going to describe fruit so yeah. he can get it. It was a bit that's a that's that a good that's a good turn on it. Yeah, it's that's a, a hardcore subject. Yeah, that's a hardcore subject. It was a bit like um, you know, like um, I'm not a massive fan of his, just because I I think he drains an idea just too yeah, like yeah, I get that like yeah, just too much like <laughs> fuck man. Have you done 15 minutes on this on, one yeah, loop? <laughs> and it's just because I I think you should have a rule where it's like. 
I've got a, a, a joke in this show where it's about an aeroplane flying and people were smoking at the back. Right. And I had... And I kind of met, I got sauna, it was like sauna with wings. Yeah. It was having like having a cloud within a plane. Right. And you can just, you can just write all these down. Right. After a while, you have to just choose one. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you do three or four, they're like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's written this shit. Yeah, but the problem is, yeah, you can't, yeah. Either it has to be better and better and better and better, but then eventually, where are you going to go? Yeah, 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 or, yeah. yeah. But that's a, that's one of those old old school rules of comedy is do a joke until it's done. You know, run it till it's dry. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, do you really want to do it that way? What Seinfeld did right when I saw him the other day it was and was yeah. he doing new material? Yeah, it was. He was off notes and okay. yeah. Well, the thing is, he just released a special now. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. I've understood, I haven't watched it yet. Is what I've understood is. It's basically a like a mix of how he started stand up, oh, his yeah. old stand up, and his old jokes. He really doesn't tell any new jokes, but he weaves stories yeah. into that. And it's supposed to be brilliant. And I, I want to watch it, but it's like no, he hasn't burned any material from doing this, which is odd. He yeah. says that he says he killed the top, the bottom ten percent. That's what he says. Okay. Each time he goes out, he kills the bottom ten that doesn't really work. Right. And then there's just the whole, how do you know when the milk expires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cow told you. Just... But speaking of that. Uh... He's a genre within himself. Isn't yeah, he, really? yeah. I mean, he created it. So. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, a yeah. genre in himself. And yeah. I would say, I'm not saying he's the best because that's a very subjective uh, opinion. But he is the gr- the biggest. Yeah. But I think he's I think he's sense. I think he's the best at what he does. What he does. But it's like Al said, yeah. it's a genre of yeah, it's, it's like, it's, he, he Seinfeld. He created his own niche. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost yeah. It's almost like yeah. That's very Seinfeld. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. But speaking whole, of that, uh, I was listen. I listened to a bunch of podcasts as well. And uh, on one of the podcasts, I don't know if you listened to it, the Fighter and the Kid, Brian and, Callen and, and Brendan Schaub. So Brendan Schaub's this uh, former MMA fighter that's turned into a comedian now. Okay. And uh, he was at the comedy store in uh, L.A. Yeah. And he's like, I'm backstage. It was just like, it's sort of like a rookie show. Everybody's got five minutes. And he's supposed to close the show yeah. with like 20 or 30. And so he's just sitting in the back room, you know, chilling. Yeah. And fucking Dave Chappelle walks in. And he's like, hey, man, if I can go on before you, after you, whatever you want. It's all good. You know, it's up to you. And he's like, you're fucking Dave Chappelle. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's just... Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where it, we're in that world where eventually we could be in a situation like that, yeah. where you could actually be at Gotham, yeah. and Seinfeld will walk up to you and be like, "Hey, Al, if you're okay with it, and can can I bump you?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's some surreal and shit. I suppose you want them. If you chose, we well, could go on after me, right? Because then they can watch you. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. But they also do that thing in America that they have the check where they have they take the check they the check like, drop yeah yeah like twenty minutes to go yeah. in a show yep and the comedian they have a bit yeah where they burn yeah for the check to be taken exactly yeah and when I did it in New York we did it at New York Comedy Club where we oversold the venue we, they 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 said. It could take like nine, uh, 105 people. We sold right. 105 tickets. We had a few guests. Right. I will squeeze them in and be right. We get there. It says 85 capacity. <laughs> and they said, but we do that because this is New York. <laughs> and people don't turn up. And I was like, 
These are Swedes, man. <laughs> they will they're they will they're be gonna here. show, yeah. and they're they gonna be show. on time. So we're gonna do it half an hour before standing yeah. in the perfect line. Exactly. <laughs> and th- so we had to refund a few people, and I apologize. Seriously, it wasn't my fault, and I apologize. But people had tickets. Wow. I How many are you? T- like 30, 40? No, like 10, 15 or wow. something. It's still, still sucks. If even it's one if person. What's weird is New York to see you. What's weird is have yeah. you done Nigel's show in Antwerp? Don't know. No, right, this guy Nigel Williams. He, he oh, yes, has yes, yes. He has a great club in uh, Antwerp. Yeah, down They do the, yeah. they do the exact same thing. So I think they can hold something like ninety or hundred. Yeah. And they always sell one twenty. This yeah. is like a couple years ago because there was always you know some people because they do it once a month. So and it's sort of like people, yeah, people yeah. Um, don't show up or they have their kids or they get yeah. sick or whatever. Like, it's kind of like flights. Right. They overbook them. They but recently, what, today, what's yeah. been happening at uh, Nigel's Club is they'll so they'll sell 120 for 100, and 130 people will show up. Oh, so okay. the the 120 that bought, yeah, plus 10 more people hoping to get in, yeah. and he's just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's been like that every month for like a year. Right. So he's actually had to add double shows or an extra yeah. day, and it's fantastic. It's so nice to see yeah. comedy getting that way. So it's really cool to hear. That even outside of your yeah your home your country yeah that you're still pulling that same thing off and they did the check drop thing right during my bit and they said oh, there's never a problem and I was like they're Swedes yeah I just said they're Swedes there'll be a problem and I was doing the show <laughs> and I just saw some old guy with his mobile phone light up and he was going through the bill oh. like, going, like I didn't you had that did you like total interruption. Whereas the Americans are just give the card, yeah. you know. We'll I'll, figure this shit out yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Inga, my, you took this. Yeah, exactly. But how deep into the tour are you now? Um, this is, what was it? I've done two weekends now, so five shows. Five okay. Shows. Yeah. Um, what locations? I started in North Sherping. I've got family in North Sherping. Okay. So we... And that was the whole from, thing. That, from what side? <laughs> my, my wife, yeah. Okay, I my wife, so. Yeah. I was like, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. They were so hardcore, they're but moving it, here for him. <laughs> a really weird uncle that moved to North Shore. <laughs> um, so it was, the whole idea was, uh, we did New York, we did London, yeah. we're doing North Shipping. Um <laughs> The cool thing is, it's just selling. Yeah. Like, and when that part of it I'm not saying it's disappeared there's still stress yeah but this tour now this 15 shows or something I'm doing in this autumn winter is 97% sold out yeah I saw I saw that yeah basically when you released it earlier this year I I kind of I tracked it and basically every time you're updating it's like all right well that sold out and that sold out and that sold out and that sold out well it's actually Umeo and Lulio and it's of course but it's but we're talking December. Yeah, yeah. We still got plenty of time. So it will, yeah, it will it's and, and they're out. selling really well. But it's just like I don't know. It's it, I'm still at that feeling of you know that I could do a work in progress show and there's a hundred people and they go it's going to be a hundred people and I'm like what a hundred to see me you know to I, work out fucking material yeah, definitely a, a jump on this tour than I've ever had right okay you know yeah and when that that feeling is 
it almost takes away a bit of pressure because really? you're, yeah because you're not you're just going to play to these big full rooms maybe the expectation but it's people that have seen me on the SVT right 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 exactly so they watch that and then they buy a ticket for a right. live show so I th- always think comedy's better live than any absolutely any Netflix live, absolutely I mean I can't get through those Netflix specials I it's I, tough 10 15 at, minutes I'm out for right? me yeah. at, for me at the 25 30 minute mark it begins to be a bore I yeah. pa- I yeah. pause sometimes like even even the break, break, even Louis last one yeah, yeah. even Louis last yeah. one I found a little bit dull right. like yeah. it was just like had to pause it went out yeah. with a dog came back yeah 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 this is like but I I agree I think stand up is it's it's a it's an art form that's best enjoyed live. Yep. It's yeah. like theater. Yep. And yeah. If you think about it, it is an, it is a theater. It's monologue. Yeah. Pretty much, unless yeah. you don't do constant. No, but you work. you can you can watch Hamlet on a DVD, yeah. and it's done brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can watch it live, okay. done by second rate second rate people. On, have you got Hamlet on DVD? I would. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You'd be the only person. <laughs> I'd be the only human ever. I own a DVD. <laughs> But it's so much better live because there's so much nuance and there's so many things you're going to get that you're not going to get on that and DVD. And it's so better. It, it's so comedy is so great. It's it's unrepeatable when right people are saying, like for example, tonight a, the guy who came in and just hid in the curtains. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. What? It's funny, but you tell people afterwards they're like, I don't understand oh, oh, what. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So I think that's what makes a live night you know and that's what I think comedy is all about I right. don't think it is a monologue I think no it's, no it's not a monologue but it's still because it's still it's still a certain level of dynamic to it that doesn't if you're just following a script like a theater that's yeah. kind of stiff you can, it's kind of static in one way right yeah. as for like you said you can always improvise you're following a line but you can still detour, yeah, well, that's, detour and bring it back yeah but that's yeah. the thing though like on every show you're going to do even though you're doing the same material, yeah, it's never going to be the same. Well, there's always the going to be slight caveat. Exactly, they're all different. There's the interaction, right? But I, I kind of thought a bit in my head about that, where I thought people were would want to buy a ticket. Do they want to hear what the front row say? Are they interested? Right. Do they right. want it? Do they give a shit what her job he's got? Right. <laughs> do they care if he lives in Malmo or not? Right. And I used to fight against that, and then I just thought, no one's really doing that here. Okay. Like, there's no massively interactive comics. Right. As such. Right. So I've, that's another bit where I've just focused on and gone. Do you know what? I am gonna. So I'm, you've really tried to hone your crowd work. Well, I've just there's bits in the show that is just crowd work. Right. I thought it was a lot, not in a negative way. Yeah. And uh, by the way, thank you for letting me see the show. Yeah. It was the first time seeing you live. I thought it was. I thought the thing with crowd work is not really the person you're 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 victim, so to say. Yeah. The people are interested in it's your response, it's yeah. your reaction to yeah. it, and that's that's what made it fun. It was your yeah. reaction, whatever they worked with or weren't didn't work with. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Your twist on it, and, and, and that was made it funny. And now when you say it, I don't think there are any Swedish comedians that does crowd work. Just because we all know, if you guys are listening, if you're not from Sweden, Sweden are just notoriously unapproachable in certain ways. 
Yeah, a lot, like, a lot of times they're a bit closed like off. Like, you can bounce yeah. two questions, and then they will just face a wall of silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you made fun of it. You did it yeah. really great. Yeah. And that's the, that's the problem, I think, with Sweden. Is like, nobody wanted to be pointed out, because they're thinking, oh, this comedian is going to make fun of me right now. But I think I tried to do it over the years where they've learned to trust me a bit. Yeah, yeah. But also, just run over them. Just, yeah. just you have to you have to make them do what yeah. you want them to do. Yeah, yeah. And and you kind of have to react as normally as you can. Yeah. yeah. To what happens. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. But I think um, I, I for me I would hate someone to be in that audience tonight going oh, fuck, don't talk to me this is the most awful thing in the world <laughs> so I do that's why yeah. I do a bit where I talk to the yeah. front row right just get them kind of like so they're a little bit confident okay and then I've got a, a little trick with a camera okay and that then the joke kind of spins on them a bit and, right you know but make heroes out of people yeah don't be, don't be slamming that's, them that's the but, key though you know that's the key I'm exactly. gonna sound, I'm, okay the thing is like this. I like to believe. I like to believe. If you go to a comedy show and you sit in the front row, yeah, you're kind of asking or slash hoping. They want to be part of the show. Is there a way no, to get? But what's the, what's the weird part is a lot of times in the Swedish culture, they don't understand that about the American comedians no. or, or outside comedians. They don't no. understand that once you sit in that front row. You, you are offering yeah. yourself up as a victim, so to speak. Yes and no. I tell, if it's a regular comedy show where you have a bunch of comedians getting on, right. that way I think they're a little bit more reserved. When right. it's, a, when it's a, somebody they already know who they're seeing. True. Okay. Yeah. They, they I see what you mean. Be, they want to be a part of it. I think. Right. It's yeah. Like, okay. It's but, like the kiss cam comes on when you watch a basketball right. game. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, hey, we're on the camera. Yeah. It's like, but I, I, when I went to that Gotham Comedy Club, one of the comics kind of went through and he was coming round I was sitting on my own I was having a cup of tea I and you're I just looked like, like no. a weirdo <laughs> and I was like if he has a go at me what am, am I gonna am I gonna try and slam him you know like that would have been fantastic yeah. if he did you just counter him yeah. back I, I'm not very good at arguments or okay so I that sort of roast sort of battle yeah, coming no, yeah I'm not yeah. good at that either that's oh the way no, no, the yeah, the no, like the roasting. Okay, yeah. that is not in my repertoire. Okay, I listen to the roast battle yeah. comedian stuff. I can't do that. So he jumped you. Or he did you. Oh, he didn't. He didn't go. He just sort of went round the room and then went back. And I was like, <laughs> but I was. My heart was a bit like. It's like. And you're like, holy shit! Do my audience? Does my audience yes, feel this way? Yes. <laughs> and I, when we were in New Zealand recently, we went on like a tour bus so the kids could, and. The driver, they had a person with the driver who was like, so where are you from? Sing a song from your country. Oh, and it was no. going up and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want this. <laughs> but I'm willing to get up in front of a... All these people. Now, yeah. Now, yeah. Now you're scratching on something that Brian and I always say is that comedians, we tend to be social introverts. Yep. We can, we can have no problem with being social, right. standing in front of a thousand people, a hundred people, because we're in control of that situation. Yeah. But when we when we put that mic away and somebody kind of puts you on this, it's awkward. Same thing with me. I'm yeah. just like, I, I want to be anonymous when I go to parties. I don't want to hear somebody, oh, he's a comedian. I'm like, oh, oh absolutely. Man. hate that. Oh, oh. That's, 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 that's death. Tell us a joke. That's just hot death. <laughs> I found as well in um, in Sweden where they they invite me after yeah. 
to go out and I just like I'm gonna disappoint you so much. <laughs> this person you've seen here is way more entertaining than I'm just and all you're gonna be at the end of the morning you're gonna wake up in the morning and go, Fuck it, he was boring yeah, as shit. It's gonna what be like are we, are we gonna buy the ticket to the next show? Because yeah. you remember we were hanging out with yeah. him at the bar? I, wasn't that wasn't that great? Like, wasn't that great? Same thing with toughest. When we host that, all the runners that the they come to the toughest races. They're like, Brian, you guys got to come out. Yeah. And we're like, listen, we're, I'm probably just going to smoke some weed in yeah. the corner <laughs> with my cell phone. Yeah. And be like, guys, see ya. Yeah, yeah. By, by tops 11. Tops <laughs> yeah, exactly. 11. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be but out. It's, it's because, I don't know about you, Al, but I feel like when I've, when I've given so much out of myself, Social like that, I have yeah. to recharge a solitude almost. Yeah. Um, very few people that I know can be around. Like, I know Brian. He doesn't... He doesn't set me of energy when you, I'm around. I do know comics that are on yeah. the whole time. Oh, oh yeah. And I yeah. find it, it's draining. It's yeah. taxing. Yeah. You know, really it's, taxing. it's like, I mean, save it for the stage it's, yeah, it's is, like how, is for them, you know. The minute they get the, off the, the weird, stage, like, For me, oh, it's, it's sort now? of like, yeah. when you see that, it's like, am I seeing the real you? Or yeah. when you shut that door in your hotel room, do you go, finally go, oh, God, I hate yeah. all these people. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's a weird... Kind I just mask. love. I love getting back to the hotel. Yes. I just, oh, that's the best it's so nice, you know. It's so nice. <laughs> it's just take your shoes off and walk just, around naked just a little bit. be alone. Yeah, and I mean, I 2012, I did my. I finished the first tour was the Fika tour, and it went for like 18 months. Yeah. yeah. And then I finished in December, and I started. The portal in February, yeah. so I finished mid-December, and then I toured in February. So that tour wasn't really ready. I mean, I had like five weeks to get a new tour. Oh, so so wh- why did you operate that way? Was it was that your call? It was or? a bit of demand. It was okay. like it was through Rick's Teaton. Okay, so they said this has never happened before. Right, but the and they would buy the show, so it was a guaranteed right. price. It was all fine. So I worked all the way through, then I did Edinburgh, and I remember it was... Did you do the full Edinburgh? Yeah, I did a month in Edinburgh. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. And then it was, (laughs) and it was like, so I took like June, July, August off Sweden, and Mm -hmm. I did August in, and I had a terrible time. It was the Olympics, the um, London Olympics, and they all said, ah, no one will give a shit about the Olympics. But everybody was everybody into gave it. Shows shit. were getting cancelled, and I was driving, and people were doing the Mo Farah thing, you oh, know. Oh God! And I just got back, and I went to Huerta in September. Yeah. I did the gig, and I got back to my hotel room, and I I think I just hit I hit yeah I, I, I hear about out. bands yeah hitting the wall, yeah. and I'm like, how come you can't? You know what? The, the, what's wrong? You, you yeah. guys are living the life. <laughs> this is. But I just sat there, and I couldn't move. Mm. And I, yeah, yeah, I had a serious like that. Um, so I do watch, like how much I gig and how much I'm away. Yeah. But I don't know if it's having the kids, but the hotel room is just—it's so sweet, you know. Especially when it's a good one. Oh, when it's a good one. What a good hotel breakfast too. If yeah, it's a and good hotel just with good, good, good service, service. Yeah, yeah. A good front and desk. Quiet. Oh. God, I, I, I'm in so many hotels. I put the car, the key thing in, go in. I go, well, this is shit. Like straight away, <laughs> I, no, yeah. 
for the, for the listeners here, we sound like three privileged assholes. No, no, no. Complaining mm. about hotel rooms. No, we don't, because we're, we're, we're in like... We're, we're just the same. He's we're stayed in same. more hotel rooms on this tour so far than we have done this whole <laughs> year. <laughs> we're, we're, not even, we're like not even close to the amount of travel you do. No. Yeah. But even we, are like, oh, man, this is yeah. a shitty hotel. Yeah. <laughs> but I do... I do I do try not to complain, yes. you know, I think it's very, I feel very privileged, very yeah, grateful yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm the same way, If unless it's just brutal, I'll bite my tongue on yeah. most stuff. I mean, I, I, I've, I've had a day of travel, and I've done a company gig, and I thought... You know, Wait, hold well, on. You should have you, kept you're, your... You're throwing in company gigs on your tour? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Why? Are um, you a sadomasochist? Yeah, I mean, well, good God. Fine. No, but some... some th- just because the tour is like Friday and Saturday. Yeah? And then a, a midweek okay, gig will okay. come so, up. Okay, so you have plenty of time. Yeah. Okay. But okay. weirdly, I'm doing... Well, I'm Malmo now, of course. And then I'm back down here in Lund on Tuesday. And I'm doing it by train. I don't really like flying so much. Okay. So, um... What are you doing in Loon? Who are you? I'm doing like a, gig? Uh, a school, like a university ball or something. Hmm. It's like 5.30 okay. till 6 o'clock. Okay. And then I'm getting back on the train and going back up. So it's oh, like, good God. So you got eight hours of train and, I, and a 30-minute gig? And I fooled, yeah. And I fooled myself. <laughs> I fooled myself that I can work on trains for years. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. No way. No, you're not. So now I actually... I do. I just watch Netflix. I yeah, download exactly. something. I yeah. had the same ridiculous idea. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I do can work these four and a half hours. Yeah. Laptop. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like, shit. I've got eight or nine hours. I'm gonna. This is gonna yeah. be great. This is I awesome. do nothing. <laughs> I do that. That circle. The bukkake yeah. of, um, of social media. You know. See who's in here. Who's yeah. In here? I don't think oh, I've then, ever. I don't think I've ever heard it referred to that way. Is the and then, I, and then I come back. Media. You know, I return again. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Let's see who updated what. Yeah. All right. So, so guys, we gotta revert back to our main question. So, yeah. what our thing here is. So we have listeners from the states, from my side. We have a lot yeah. of listeners in Sweden. So for all the listeners that don't know you, Al Pitcher, give us your Marvel. This is our main question. Give us your Marvel superhero origin story. Who are you? Where did you come from? How did you get into comedy? Oh, right. T- so tell us about you. It doesn't have to be about a Marvel superhero. No, no, but I, like... I it's an it, analogy. No, but it's an analogy <laughs> of like just a superhero story. What, what's your uh, origin story? How, how, who are you, first off? Well, I... Where'd you come from? What's your, what's your deal? I was born in England. Yep. Grew up in New Zealand. Okay. So never... And I think this latest show is about that. I have appropriate music <laughs> I have never I've never felt I belonged anywhere I'm not playing the the victim here right but when I went to New Zealand I had this English accent how old were you it was seven seven okay. so I was picked on there a bit and then I came back from New Zealand to England when I was about 20 25 and then, and then you were so, the so basically I was the crocodile Dundee yeah. to them your, like, your formative years were in New Zealand absolutely okay yeah yep. with with an accent that wasn't ever so strong that people would always go, you're English, aren't you? you know? Okay. So, um, and then I started doing stand-up. Basically, I came back to England in like 98. Yep. And I came to London 
I'd always had this thing of I love British music, I love football, I love Britain. Uh, right. You know, this was the place where I'm gonna so, go. So about. even though you didn't feel at home here, your heart felt British. home in Britain. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And so I had a British passport, so there's no like. Normally, New Zealanders come over; they got two years. That's why you see a New Zealander drinking underneath the table. You know, they've only got two years here. Okay. So they just go crazy for two years. Okay. So I um, uh, went back to London and I was I was actually introduced at a party. I said I liked comedy and my mate introduced me as a comedian. Uh-huh. I was like, I've never done a gig, mate. Right? <laughs> and he said, I'm going to book you into a gig. And we, we, went and saw, we went and saw this gig at Tut and Shive. Yeah. in North London I'd never ever seen a comedy club I didn't know it existed I just so, thought so wait hold on so you've never seen a comedy club no 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 but you you liked comedy I grew up on listening to comedy records okay who, you know, who uh, Billy who, Connolly who, okay yeah uh, Jasper Carrot oh, yeah. was like British comics um, I, I you know I didn't know what I call now the greats, like Pryor, and you right. know, I, you know, people, people always go, yeah, I was into Lenny Bruce and Pryor. And, Were you? <laughs> yeah, you know, really, really, you know, on is Hicks, it, you know, is this from your mom or dad, or just something you did on your own, or from like friends? How, how did you hear about Billy Conley or whatever? Was it this was, a- it was my mum who, mum and dad just played them, and there's a, there's a, a, a TV special, an audience with Billy Conley. And it's famous British people are in the audience. Mm-hmm. And he does a show. I think, in my eyes, it's the best hour of stand-up. Okay. I, I, I mean, maybe I look at it now. Yeah. And I'd be like, ah, it doesn't not that hold good. Up. Yeah. But, but then, just, it's just one, it what, made a you know, huge impression on you. I think a lot of comics have, whether it's a film or a, or a comedy special... They had a videotape or a cassette yeah. where they just yeah. they learnt it word it for word. It was that. Yeah. 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 So that how was how old were you? Um, I must have been about 11, 12. Wow. You know. Okay. But I, I, I did not have any ambition to be a stand-up. You right. know, people come out of the womb and they're, you know, they're booking their first gigs. You know, they know exactly what they want to do. Me, I just didn't know. I just thought there was. And I still think it's the same, like, especially like in Sweden. Even they have TV comedians, yes, yeah. who don't do comedy, no. right? Yeah, but they're like a, a TV host, yes. but they're known as funny people. And yes. So I just thought it was those people. I, d- I didn't know there was a comedy scene, and um, so we went to this gig. And people were doing three minutes. That's what I remember. So, so this is the gig that in, where, in where North, your friend introduced you as a comedian. Yeah. Guy says, I'm going to book you. You go to this spot in North London. Yeah, but I went a week before to check it out first. Oh, very smart. Very, very smart. smart. I did a, like a, a drive-by. <laughs> right. Um, and I was just blown away by it. Just the energy of the room. You know, people, the, some people were awful. Some people were just brilliant. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I did my first gig, um, and I can't remember what it was like. So, so you did three minutes? Yeah. Do you remember what you did? Um, I had a joke about Friends, the program, <laughs> about loving friends, and 
aren't they all attractive? And it was something about Ross. Yeah, it was. It was one of those. You know, just turn it around. Why is he in there? Yeah. Yeah. Why why did you know? Um, And there was a joke about CDs in Iraq, something like that. So it was something about Iraq. Uh, Yeah. Okay. It was a play on words. Yeah. Okay. This is actually getting more laughs than the. Um, <laughs> and I was just about to ask, how did it go? Exactly, so, so it did not Awful. go well. It was just a blur. The only joke, the only thing that went well was I couldn't put the microphone. You know yeah. when it gets too tight, and yep. I tried to put it in, I pushed it down, and just someone laughed at the back. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, but I remember feeling like a million, a million dollars. So, so despite. Just straight awfulness. Felt something in you clicked. Something was like it's the stage, the atmosphere, some something about it. It's the greatest. It's the greatest feeling. Yeah. Like comedy. Like when the the natural high of it. Yeah. The buzz. That's why you know it's a dangerous game as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, we say hotels are great. Yeah. But some days. You know, I, I've tried on train platforms, you know, because I've yeah, I've done like four nights in a row. I've, I've made people laugh. They've gone home. They've gone to their parties. Yeah. And I'm now, you know, yeah. I'm sitting on the train. You're the lone man. Yeah. yeah. You're this yeah. joke salesperson, you know. Yeah. So, but then, yeah, I started and uh, my wife was kind of very early on in the comedy, which has really helped me as well. So she she's seen it from the beginnings. Your your comedy, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She saw me when I was. The story I had actually was when she um, she brought a. I did a crocodile man character. You know Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> the crocodile. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing that. I was wearing green. <laughs> I had green shorts. <laughs> and I had this idea. This is genuine, right? This is what you don't see on Swedish comedy circuit. Is these character comedians? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, you know, we, you're right. Yeah. There's one guy who, yeah, he's called himself Hippirune or something like that. Yeah, he, he yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he's awful. Well, for, first off, he's you've he's, never heard of him because no. he's not on the scene. Okay, he's, he, he's a local guy around here. He's, <laughs> so, been, yeah. he's been around for like twenty something. Yeah, he's years. been around forever. And he's wow. gotten these weird accolades because he's been in these competitions where like comedy competition, and he's the only one who showed up. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, here you yeah. go. He, yeah, he has like three or four different world. characters. There was yeah. a nice story in the UK. Um, there was a comedy competition one time, and this kind of guy, this like you're talking about now, this guy called Jimbo. Yeah. Who was mad, but comedians loved him, and he drove five hours up to this competition. And when he got there, the guy said, "Oh, sorry, we cancelled it like a week ago. We tried to call you." And he said. But I'll give you the, I'll give you your petrol money or something. Yeah. And, he's, he, yeah. and he was just about to give it, and he goes, "Well, there's some people here. The comedian said this. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll get up yeah. and do Let it. Let me go. Yeah. And then the guy refused to give him the money. <laughs> <laughs> he watched his set and said, "That's the worst comedy I've ever seen." So he didn't give him his petrol money. I really thought you were gonna say he was gonna give him his petrol money, and then like, you know what? You won the competition, yeah. whatever. You know, I didn't think it was going to turn out that way. Um, 
All right, yeah, so, 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 did, you, so you do your first gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us the crocodile. So crocodile, yeah. he came quite, quite early on in the whole thing. Crocodile Man character. And it was about London getting invaded by crocodiles. <laughs> right? So they were going to come through the underground. It was like a lecture. I had like a pad. It was... Comedians loved it because it was oh, yeah. so shit. Oh, yeah. And I had... One of the jokes was they're going to come through King's Croc Station. Right? That's it, it was on that level, right? King's Croc. And then at the end, I fought... You know those big blow-up crocodiles yeah. you can get for the swimming? Yeah. I fought one of those. And the, the, this is the story... This is the story I've told before, but... My wife... She had like, it was like a birthday or something. She had like five or six of her Swedish friends come over to London to celebrate the birthday. They were like, we're going to go out Saturday night, but Al has got a comedy gig. <laughs> so they turn up. There's like 11 people there. Oh, did like, you know they were going to turn up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But they were like 70% of the audience, right? <laughs> All her mates. They? How many were they? Six, seven of them. <laughs> And there were 70% of the audience. Yeah, there was like 11 people there. Okay. And they're on high chairs, right? Like stools. And they introduce me. And I come out and, and you're, I'm... You're, I'm, you're, I'm you're going, wearing the green shorts. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fighting this blow-up crocodile to... To Ricky Martin... Um, no Lida, Liva, Lika, Liva, 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 yeah, Liva, 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 No <laughs> Live it, and I'm like trying to say, live it, live croca, like that. Right? It's a shambles. And I just, there's a point where I'm, I look up and I see, oh dear lord, I see all her friends. Just, you know, we've done comedy and come off, and people have gone, how is that? Is that right? This was, this was past that. It was just people going, is is this the this is the guy? Is it? You know. So I kind of gave that up after a while. Yeah? But, <laughs> but how long did you do this routine of crack, Crocodile? I reckon three, four months. Uh, three, what, four months? Hold you, on. you gave it up? What yeah. I have to ask is, I'm sorry. What the Your heck? Your girl went out on a date with you after she saw yeah, this yeah, yeah, bit? Yeah. <laughs> she, I think she just believed that. <laughs> no, I, I don't think she... <laughs> I mean, I, it still blows me away that we're together and and we, maybe it'll come up in 30 years and she'll say, that was the most awful thing in my life. But for me, it was, I think she thought, I, I, I still don't think, she, I think she saw that and thought, well, he'll give up this comedy world yeah. after that. Yeah. Know, he's he'll, not going to, he can't He'll get a this. proper job. Yeah. He'll get a nine to five. So I, um, but then I started hosting a lot after that. So I got into. So you had never hosted till this. Okay, no. at this point where you're where you're doing this gig for them. How yep. far are we into your comedy career? A year maybe. And you had never really hosted. No, no, no. Okay. okay. So then I started doing a lot of hosting. Okay. And that was. That was a big step. That's an eye-opener. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like, oh, you're improvising, you're yeah. talking to the audience. And then I took some time off. I uh, I went over and I picked vegetables in Ireland, like you do. I'm I, sorry, what? I, um, 
I had this dream, basically, <laughs> that I was going to go to Ireland and write comedy, work during the day, and then because I love the Irish writers, I love, I love Irish humour. That, but I was so naive. I thought I'd sit there, work during the day, and then sit on like a a veranda late at night <laughs> writing. And I'd come back after I'd a hard back. day's work. No, but I'd come back from <laughs> Ireland to the UK and With then go. This guy is. He's got an he's hour. A genius. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and what was happening was the work was so backbreaking. Yeah. That you, I you slept. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. went back, showered, well, slept. Uh, broccoli. Broccoli. Oh wow. Jesus. And but you pick broccoli like that, and then yeah, you, you got to hack it. it yeah. It's I mean, brutal. I went through my finger. It was yeah. Um. So that was a disaster. <laughs> and then I just. I don't know. I think it was the hosting that got me further and further, and I, I got into a few like open mic competitions, um, and then yeah, had a good, had a really good career. I I came up with a a concept about five or six years in. That was a bit of a breakthrough. Was this Al Pitcher Picture Show? Okay. Which is me taking photos of the town where I was. I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. And I, d- yeah, I do a bit yeah, of it in this show yeah. now. Okay. And uh, because it was a reaction to the British audiences going on stage and me saying, uh, "What's it like living here?" And right. they'd say, "It's shit." Right. And you'd go, "Why don't you move?" I'd have nothing to moan about. Right. right. So yeah. it was. It's not shit. Look at this. Right. Right. Yeah. So it was this positive, but it ended up being, it is shit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I toured that all around the world. I right. took it to festivals and. Um, Fantastic, man. But then again, I took it to places like Melbourne, New Zealand, Sydney festivals, but I didn't make much money. Right. But it felt. It feels great. Like we were talking yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah. Going to Europe, going to Luxembourg. Yeah. It feels good. It feels yeah. like. Oh, maybe you're on the right track here. Exactly, yeah. But making no money when you could just work in an office. Exactly, yeah. So, um, but then, you know, but that's the thing, like you said before. You, yeah, you can work in an office. You can do a nine to five. You can do 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. But you're not going to get that same when you're on stage. Yeah. It's, it's not even. It's because for me, I don't know about you guys. For me, to, to write a new five minutes and to take it on stage after you've crafted it a little bit and and you take it on the road somewhere and you tell that new five minute bit it's only five minutes yeah and it gets the reaction you know what's gonna get I can work a hundred hours in a week yeah nothing is gonna give me that same kick man tiny little kick yeah yeah, yeah it's, I agree. it's something I, agree. I it's really hard to describe it's but the there's some high. yeah, there's yeah. something there when you're standing there. Yeah. And you know what you're gonna say and you see them on the edge of their seats. Yeah. And then you drop it and then you just see that it's fucking great. It's unreal. I'm just I'm just, I'm just amazed sometimes when you do I I pop into like Big Ben and and yeah. uh, Mafia, Stockholm Comedy Club when, you know, I could do like 3 in a night and go and then you come off and people are like, is that okay? And you're like, yeah, because I had 
there's one or two sentences I said there right. where I didn't think the joke was. Right. But that's worked. And yes. you're like, and I just think, I always think comedy is about you get a story or an idea and then you just build the story out. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the more times you do it, the better it becomes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't sit, I have tried on this tour to sit down and write, um, but I'm, I've got a really bad memory. Okay. So I think if I went, if I tried to go through my notepad now, I'd go, why am I not doing that in the show? Right. That was yeah. six months ago. This yeah. was a big bit. This is great. Yeah. 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 But I, I just get on stage now with a bunch of stuff and just try and perform it to be the best. Right. And, but it just builds and builds. Exactly, yeah. You know, I had a story of um, the one about the birthday song that they do here. Yeah. And that all started from, isn't it weird that they come in in the morning and they sing Yamo Haleva to you? And then it was like me me in the bed hearing it outside. <laughs> and then they're getting, cl- you know, so it yeah. just builds yeah. and it builds. Ever, it, it just, it's just yeah, layers. It, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because there's actually a bit that I I I did in um, at Dolkin Comedy right over here. I've been telling the bit for about a year, and I was thinking to myself, "Shit, I'm 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 embarrassed that I'm still doing the same bit for yeah, a year." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I thought about the bit, and I thought about where I created it, and I thought about it now. Yeah. And even though it's the nugget of the story is still the same. Yeah. Everything around it now is completely different from the first time yes, I told it. Yes, yes, yeah. It's not remotely... Yeah. The end of the story is the same, but every all the nuance, the minutiae, yeah. everything about the story yeah. is different and more detailed and better and more crafted yeah. and well-crafted. And I'm thinking to myself, do I continue to tell it? Yeah. Or or do I chuck it? Because... No, you know no, what I mean? I, it's, it's one of those things where I love seeing it evolve and grow. Yeah. But... At some point, like you did with the broccoli, you gotta yeah. you gotta cut it off and you yeah. gotta go fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gotta go on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, how do you feel about like I, I, I just so think- many tours with you? What's your process with with your bits like that? Um, is it is it a heartfelt goodbye to some bits, or are you ever evolving? Now that it's on TV, yeah, it, it's done now. Yeah, it, it, that that special is kind of done. I'll still do it in company gigs, right? Because I think some of this show doesn't make any sense in a, in a company, you know. But um, I, I don't know. I just think you have odds and ends that are floating yes. ideas. Yeah. You know, I there, there was an idea that I had about. I don't know if you heard about this story in Malmo where this gang came in and they took over a shopping. A supermarket? Did you hear about this? <laughs> no. This gang came in and said, we own this. And they, the people went, Fuck, uh! they left, went to the police, and then the police had them under surveillance. But the gang, they looked after the supermarket. They ran it like a proper supermarket. Like, it's such the most Swedish thing ever. And they, the, they even turned it into profit. Yes. They even opened at the right time. And they oh, were really polite. I think it went on for like three or four days until the police, the police guy said, 
I've never seen anything like this in my life. <laughs> so that's the most so that's considerate like, criminals yeah, ever. <laughs> so that's like a floating idea. Maybe that'll become a bit. Right. But I don't think. I think anything you think of counts. Yes. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I do think sometimes it's good to lay off some material. Yeah. Just just rest it a bit. Yeah, let it breathe. And yeah. then bring it back, and then you'll give it that new joy. Um, but comedy, you can be brilliant in six months in comedy. You can write... If you write one minute, one minute a week, that's all you have to do. That's an hour. That's an hour a year. Speak of, speaking of that, do you listen to the Kill Tony podcast? I don't listen to you know, You know the tool... All right, so this guy named Tony Hinchcliffe, he's a comedian in L.A. He works at the Comedy Store. He's friends with Joe Rogan and stuff. He has this podcast called Kill Tony every Monday at the uh, Comedy Store. Actually, a friend of ours, I think you know him, uh, David Deary. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. He's actually been on that podcast. Okay, good. So what it is is every Monday at the Comedy Store in L.A., uh, comedians can sign up to be get put in a hat. They do the show. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, they usually have uh, really famous comedians being like the panel. So some, it can be anywhere from fucking Dave Chappelle to Ron White to whoever. Yeah. Who's the, whoever's in town. And they'll like judge your bits. So he pulls a name out of the hat. You go on stage, you have 60 seconds. You do your material, and then basically the panel will essentially roast you okay. for the most part. Yeah. yeah. If you're really good, they'll roast you, but they'll give you compliments at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Derry was on there. And what they do is they have, at one point they had two, now they have one. Two people that are regulars, girls typically, that come on to do a brand new 60 seconds every week. And that's yeah. exactly what you're saying is, because I think it was, um, I think it might have been Dom Irera or somebody, because this one girl had been doing it for a year, and he goes, You've, you've written a fucking hour. You realize that. You've under, yeah. You understand that. That You've done the same show every week. It's every Monday. Yeah. You've written an hour. Yeah, 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 most of it's shit. But you yeah. realize that during writing these minutes, you've probably written yeah. 300 hours. So yeah. literally, you have a legit hour. And he actually asked her, he's like, come with me. Yeah. I will work on your material. Yeah. And take you out on... He took her out on the road. They did whatever, 40, 50 cities or something like yeah. that. By the end, she got back. She's now a professional comedian. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. she was able to go on the tour, craft it, learn. It's, it's fucking yeah. unreal. Yeah. So, like you said, yeah, it's just literally write a minute. Yeah. It's, write um, a minute. That's it. That's all you have that's to do. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's un- it sounds so simple, but it's hard as shit. Um, yeah. And I also find sometimes you, my idea of a joke. I can get the idea and the funny's there and then I extend. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got this story and I'm like, you don't get cut the shit. Just <laughs> cut the nonsense. Just use the yeah. bit, you know? But then you're wondering, what should I cut? It's just good. Is that, yeah. It's all about killing your darlings at the end of the day, really. But like, if you've got the, the you know, it's like, if you've got a funny idea, you write the idea, but then you start Adding it out with yeah, yeah, yeah. with bollocks, yeah, you know, yeah. But I loved what Bill Bill Burr said a great thing, and I I, I lived off that for a while. Is like, if something happens to you in the taxi, 
and you're meeting friends at a pizza place, you don't wait outside writing what's just happened in the taxi. Okay. You know, going, yeah, and then I'll open with that bit. And right, right, I'll, right. You just go in and tell the story. Yeah. You right. tell your mates, but you're not going to believe what happened. Right, exactly. And, and that's the most... And it's going to evolve. It's yes. be- It's going to become what it's it is. It's also very raw that way. Yeah. yeah, but that's the way yeah. I think. I'm not there yet. No. I'm still... And I think we're all exaggerated forms of who we are. Right. But I'm not... I'm not totally me on stage. I'm still playing the comedian. I don't you know? think... I don't think... It's... I've seen a few people who uh, they find it. I'm not you know. sure if any is anybody legit who they are on stage. I mean, there, there's no, that's that's very few it's and an far between. Though. Version, obviously. Yeah, but how how far? Because like Burr on stage is is Burr. We it's it's slightly exact. Turns off the microphone. Uh, the the I'm, I'm pretty fucking sure that's I'm Burr. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I, I don't want to point it. Out. I mean, I, I, don't I think I think most people name. are exaggerated, but to what extent? I think those that are obsessed with having this kind of a like good. Guy image persona, yeah, those are completely different. Okay, like the Cosby's. Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> wow, the Cos, you went hardcore on that. Jesus or, Christ, dude. <laughs> or not in a negative way like that. I'm not saying he's a bad person. He's no, he's a horrible no, no, person. I'm not talking about Cosby. I'm talking about Kevin Hart. A- he also has Hart. Also has like this image he's trying to portray, but. Hey, he's a serial behind, cheater. Yeah, yeah, he's a serial doors, cheater. He's, yeah, he's all that. So yeah. I think it's more like those who are willing to show this vulnerability about himself are completely open. Like, but what's Louis weird? But what's weird is no. But what's weird is at the same time, every comedian to, to be on stage, you have to be vulner, vulnerable to an extent. Yeah. So that's the weird part is that you you have to open the door. The question is, how much are you opening that door yeah. to yourself? Yeah. I wanted this show to be a real... It's more personal than I've ever... I've never really talked about stuff. Why, not, why, why did you choose to do it that way? Um, is that who you... Or is that you is that what? you organically I, growing I, to I, that? Yeah, I thought it was a natural pr- progression. Yeah. But I watched... You know, like Mike Birbiglia? Yeah, I love I watched, Mike Birbiglia. I watched his kind of story shows, and I was like, wouldn't that be great to mention something at the beginning, yeah. and then all the way through. But when it came down to when I was like finally putting it together, I was like, this is just me. This is, yeah. it's, it's more me than anything else. There's no, yeah. um, and, and I've called it Svaria Syndrome, but I was going to call it, the invandra, the the immigrant, yeah, yeah. and hallelujah, I didn't because <laughs> that is a strong and heavy word. Yeah, it is, and it is. it's, it's kind of polarizing. It's very and, polarizing, and it, yeah. And it's a show yeah. that I'm I'm not ready to do yet. Yeah, or yeah. it's I don't want that on my shoulders. Right, exactly. You know, that, that's a burden. That's yeah. yeah, that's a cross. You're gonna like honestly, Marika Carlson's. What was her last one? Uh, was it I am God I or am something God. like yeah yeah that when I saw that I was like fucking yeah. wow that's yeah. yeah yeah I don't know what you're gonna say but you set the bar fucking way yeah. the fuck up there yeah, yeah, yeah. before you, you even deliver. walk on stage you gotta deliver if you yeah. got a cocky name like that yeah so that that is that is really hardcore no it was her being crucified so yeah, no, I mean I there was thought, a lot I of contextual things about it but yeah. it's sort of like yeah you don't want to set the bar too high or you don't you don't want to it's really difficult. To, it's difficult yeah. to kind of 
have that image of what you're... For me, I still think you have to be kind of neutral with the image. Yeah, because definitely. If, you know, you know, there's a famous book. The book here is in Van Dredd's. Yeah. It's like a famous book, but... For me, it was. I think it would have turned people off. Yes. People would have been yes. like, oh, what's he really? Is, is he really? And then you have to stick to that as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so me talking about Lord X goodies probably <laughs> doesn't fit it's in that It's not going to work. Yeah. You know? But I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's good to not have a plan. Yeah. I think it's good to go with stuff. Um, it's a very simple business this yeah and I think I think if you work hard yeah. it does pay off yeah I, I really do I, I would agree I, with that but how long have you been doing it um 74 years no I've been um, <laughs> I've been going fresh for, for 100 years. exactly <laughs> no, uh, 17 years 17 wow. years but off wow. a lot some time off um but but I've just you know this is my fourth tour so i it's almost pre-sweden you know after sweden it's like two careers really right you know um i was just about to ask how how did how did alpacher sound pre-sweden i was kind of um still playing the the outsider um i used to have that fear of of the comedian who would go you know, do you remember chairs? And you remember when you used to sit in chairs? And I'd be like, oh, fuck, we've all got, we've all got chairs, haven't we? And people would go, he's right, we've got chairs. And I hated that. But now I just try and flash that up. And I'm, right. I, I've gone beyond being embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed by it. But I, I don't give that a second thought anymore. If it's funny, it, it, it's okay. in. Right. I find it quite difficult if I do like an all English comedy night in Sweden because I think we all dig from the same place and if you don't you often are saying stuff like well I'm not going to do the stuff that you think I'm going to do let me tell you something I, I can guarantee Al and I are not digging from the same goddamn I, I, I never I never bring up the whole culture or no, but like an all English night. Yeah. Because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I will. Wally hears me from time to time. I'll swing at some shit. Yeah. It's just sort of like, what are you talking about right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because we were in, yeah, we were in Toronto and I just had this weird. This just, it was a thought that popped in my head that I was like, I have to do, turn this into a bit. And it's like, everywhere you go, we were in Toronto, we're walking around Chinatown, whatever, there's homeless people everywhere. Yeah. You've never seen a homeless Asian person, and my whole bit was that was the whole premise was why, yeah, yeah. And so, like last minute before going on to Yuck Yucks, I'm like, I got to do this, yeah. And it got like the weirdest reaction because whenever you talk about race, it <laughs> yeah. gets an odd little, yeah. It's like, are you being racist or are you just kind of poking fun? Yeah. But it was just one of those things where has anyone ever seen a homeless Asian person? Because I I know I've never seen a homeless Asian person. Have you crazy Asian people? They look like they had a home. Have you? I call Asian, I call them the subway dwellers. They're just like in the subway. <laughs> but Asian people. Toronto, so, yeah. 
Asian people, and you, are you are you talking Chinese? Mostly, yeah. That, that kind of, of Chinese Japanese. Kind of. No, no, because, no Chinese no, that, Japanese. That, that, yeah, that kind of area. That, that's a large. That's a large landmass. Because yeah. in Southeast Asia, because. In Britain, Asia is Pakistan and Indian. India, yeah, no, yeah. but that's but the same here. Southeast. No, that's the same here. There's a restaurant on the walking street. It says, it's called Asian something. Yeah. And it has hookah pipes. And I told my wife, I was like, why the hell is there a hookah pipe at an Asian place? Yeah. She's like, well, Asian over here mean it actually yeah. incorporates a part country. of the Middle East. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, that makes no sense to me. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, well, Asian is a completely Asia's different. Japan, yeah, um, Japan, yeah. China, in Toronto, Hong they did Kong, South yeah. Asian, which is Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, etc. Right. And you have Southeast Asian, which would Vietnam, China. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Et cetera, right. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So to refer to Pakistan as Asia does Tec- not compute in my head. It is, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I but know. that for me, from yeah. where I'm from, that doesn't compute in my head. Yeah. So yeah. So when I say Asia, I mean like so the I America. Think that's another. Bit of exactly, joke. yeah. But I mean, I, I'm not a scaredy cat as such, but I don't, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> not me personally. Yeah, most people with common sense wouldn't go no, there. No, 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 but I still, what I like about comedy is, I still love that joke that is just a little punch around the head. You're like, whoa, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. That's a brilliant joke. Yeah. If it comes from somewhere, if it's the same beat, if it's like I do this, did it, and I'm over, like, yeah, yeah. okay, get it, you're. you're well, that's the weird part. That's how I set up this. Yeah. Actually, the homeless Asian person is a punchline. So the whole joke, it's I'm talking about something. I'm talking about race. Yeah. But I don't refer to that. Then I throw this in, and then all of a sudden it's like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's the that was the weird part about this joke, and that's honestly what you just said <laughs> about. You wouldn't go there. That's why this podcast is named this podcast. Yeah. It's called the It's Not Like You podcast. It's because of our friend Joe Egan. Okay. So I have this joke about uh, I was in Paris, and I gigged at a friend of ours, Sebastian Marks. I don't know if you've ever done his gig. He has a great gig down there in Paris. And I was down there for a couple of days, and what's the one thing you – what's the one or two things everyone tells you about France or Paris? Uh, Dog shit and rudeness. Exactly. If you don't speak French, they'll be rude to you. Yeah. So, things like that. Got all that. None of that was true. It was beautiful. It was freakishly clean. Yeah. Subway system was fantastic. The one thing I was not prepared for was there were literally a thousand gypsy beggars every six feet you walk. Did not expect that. Okay. I don't know if that's from naivete or whatever. It's yeah. just, I, it, it didn't. It wasn't in my head. Yeah. So as I'm walking down the Champs-Élysées, you see this is a giant street. There's traffic everywhere. People are honking. There's baguettes. It's fucking crazy. But like every five feet, there's someone begging for money. Yeah. And you see, you just see just a sea of them. And that kind of threw me off a little bit. So I yeah. wrote a joke about it, about uh, what they were asking for money every five feet. I got really upset. I kind of blew up at one of them. And I was really mad at myself for doing that because it's yeah. out of my character. But some college students were like, you know, because the girl was pushing a clipboard in my chest. Yeah. And they're like, did you read the clipboard? And I was like, no, because she's, you know, it's, I don't really respond well to people jamming shit in my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, if you were to read it, it's, it's a thing to help deaf people. And so yeah. now I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I'm an asshole. So I tried to call the girl back, but of course she's deaf, yeah. so she doesn't hear me. Whatever. So. 
like during this tour, Joe tells me to take this joke out of my act. And I ask why. He's yeah. like, well, it's not like you. You're, you're <laughs> such a likable person. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. like you to write that joke. And it's yeah, like, okay. first off, I wrote the joke, so it is like me. Yeah, Second yeah. off, these people have no the fuck idea who I am. Yeah. I just say what I say. That's their impression of me is whatever I say. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not like you, man. And I'm like, no, you're confusing friendship. For, you know, yeah. you're mixing different worlds into this bit, and you're not really listening to the bit because if you listen to the bit, there's things after what I say and before what I say. Yeah, you're you're focusing on one tiny little part, and you got to let that go because after I say that bit, I say other things. So it's like he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so it's just I interesting you that you would get, point that out. No, but you can get hung up on. On keeping with a joke, yeah, you know, um, I've I, I've never I'm not soft with my comedy. Yeah, I've never I had a joke once about in um, in Camden in North London. Yeah, there was this story where a homeless man found a, a human leg, and he walked with it okay. to um, uh, to the hospital. Okay. And I just had this whole image of him walking with his leg and all his mates saying stuff to him and he's like, I'll just do this and then and then the, and then the joke then was the, then I held the crack pipe. And then it was like Paul McCartney's wife at the time here the mills. Yeah. He was on eBay. You know, it was it was it went there, yeah. right? And it would always get oh, a kind of great you know, a groan. Yeah, it would yeah. go <laughs> And I did it. In L- in Loughborough, in a in a university gig where you had to do something really stupid to not do well. Right. I it was going amazing. I did this story. Um, did the punchline about eBay and Paul McCartney or something. Silence. <laughs> and then I found out later on that there was a court case that week where a student had been chopped up oh, and a homeless God. person had found oh, the no parts. No way. So I was like, all oh, right. <laughs> you know, so that's that just co- bad luck. Yeah, that's bad luck. <laughs> but I do think, I, I do, I don't know how I feel yeah. about comedy sometimes in that sense of like, some people are like, it's a person in a wheelchair. I'm still gonna do my joke. Right, 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 right. Really? Are you? Are you gonna? Yeah, because the other people around are gonna feel uncomfortable, but they're gonna love it. Yes, and, yeah. You yeah. know, and like yeah. maybe a small person. Right. Yeah. Y- you know, I. I think you have to have some common sense. Right. But I don't think your joke is. No, it's. There was nothing offensive about it. No, no, no. And for the thing is, for me. I, I grew to actually enjoy the groan. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. It's just there's something about. I guess there's something about telling a joke, like you said, having having that little punch from the side, that little unexpected hook. That yeah. and then you get that awesome laugh, and then have an unexpected hook where people are like. Oh, you didn't go there. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then bringing them back, you know, they're like Bill Burr's last special, "Walk Your Way Out." I don't think Wally liked it very much. <laughs> it wasn't the best. Did you watch that one? That was the one where he. It's his most recent one. It was in black and white. 
No, that one was uh, the one he did at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. I can't remember the name of That's it. That's the but second last. Yeah, this one here, he 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 does this thing where, basically, he did in the South, and he said a lot of stuff that was unpopular in the South. So every, literally every punchline was something that would get the crowd to groan, and then he had to work his way back to get him back, and then do it again, and work yeah. it back, and then do it again, and then work it back. And that's not what I tried to do with this joke, yeah. but it sort of morphed into that, yeah, where yeah. it's sort of like, I know you're going to groan at this. I know it's not going to get a laugh. Yeah. It's going to get a begrudging chuckle at best. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I like it. I like the premise of the artwork of this joke. Yeah. Because it feeds into something later. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm the architect of this particular set is just going to be there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's why I left it in. That. And Joe didn't really understand that part. It's like, over the whole overall set, this is actually a key component at this part. Yeah. To work into this set. But you, say you're doing like a 30-minute set or something, do you have, right, are you able to have that kind of, I'll put that in, that'll bring them down, and then I'll end with this, and then, because no, I don't I, No, no, I don't, I don't work it like that. No. I just work it where, for me, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how, you, I'll ask you how yours is after this. My thing is this, I typically write where I write myself an opener and a closer. Just somehow, I don't, I don't know why yeah. I write this way, it just naturally flowed into me. Yeah. I write an opener and closer, and then I... I like to tie my stuff together. It's not; it doesn't have to be very tightly tied. Yeah, it can be very loose premises in between. But I really like my stuff to have some sort of flow. Say, yeah, segue. So if it's relationship stuff, it might be like kid stuff and wife stuff and this stuff. But it's all about the same general area. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell a joke about relationships and then I bought a used car. I'm not. I'm never gonna do that. If I'm going to tell a used car bit, it's going to be a whole section that revolves around a greater thing. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. I don't know why I write that way. It's just, that's my natural way. I've never tried to adjust that. Yeah. How do you write yours? Is yours more of a continuation or are you more of, um, I have sections? Yeah, I mean, going back to that whole thing of when you, I think when you write on a subject, you can, I think lists and then pick the best one. Right. You know, uh, like I said about smoking on a plane, that right. kind of thing. Um, I but you don't have any other smoking stuff that ties into it. You have that bit. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good bit. Yeah. And then you go to uh, whatever. I, I try to start at the top, especially with this show, I try and start with like two big kind of bang, bang, and they're... And it's, it's working at the moment. Right. And then I do the audience interaction. Right. So I know that, say hello, da, you're great, da, da, and then do two bits that are sort of saying, fuck, wait, oh, this is great, this is, wow. Right. And then you can calm down, do a bit of interaction, and then, I mean, basically the, the show is, how did I get here? Why do I love it here? Right. Why am I going to stay here? That's so is that, is that how you write? Do you write an out, outline of like what you want to do, or do uh, you write bits, or how how do you? Yeah, without think, without going too deep. Yeah, I think um, I don't have. Um, I mean, I've got a, a big kind of ending, but I've I've I'm used to having like a, a bigger kind of ending to a show. I think 
beginning and ending is is absolutely weird. exactly yeah. yeah yeah I think but this is the first time I've done ninety minutes all the way through. That's that's a long time. It's a long that's time, a long time. And I'm used to doing two forty fives. Okay. And I quite like coming off at forty five. Yes. Going and then and then like oh shit that person said that I could put that together. Right. What haven't I done? And then you could come back and you could compare yourself on right. again. But this 90 minutes, I'm getting better at it, but it's the first time I've ever done it like this. Why did you choose to do 90 this time? Because it's more of a story, this one. Okay. It's, 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 not a, it's not a massive red line. It's not massively different than anything I've done before. But it's it feels like if, if, there's, if there's any tension there, if there's any story, I think it gets lost if I had a break. You know? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. You know? Oh, so you mean when you say 245s, you mean like a Jimmy Carr 245? Not, have you, have two, you seen? not two hour 45. No, no, but like when I saw Jimmy Carr. Two uh, times 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he didn't do 245. He did two, I think, times an hour. So he did an hour. A, a and then we had like a 15, yeah, 20 minute break. Yeah, more or less. And, the and, same. Then, and then we yeah. had another hour. More or less of that. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then when you start back up, you come back up and go, you're right, you had a good break. Right. And then you can slowly get them in and then right. you start the show again. Okay. I think, I think if I do. So that's what you did before. You did 245, basically you did four shows in one night. You did, you did two times 45 yeah. at 4.30 or 4 o'clock. Yeah. And then you do two times 45. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. How do you yeah. do that? Um, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, um, that is, that's, for those of you not in the comedy world, that's fucking that's, balls that's, out hardcore. That is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it sounds like, no, okay, he's talking for 45 minutes. No, that's, but then tonight was, Jesus, tonight was harder because it's, yeah, that's a uh, continuous that's two, 90. It's two nineties, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is, there's sometimes when I'm, I'm on like a, I watch something like a TV show on Netflix and it's like 30, 40 minutes yeah. long and I'm yeah. like, fuck, That's this all? is like half of my show <laughs> yeah. and I'm trying to entertain for this long, you yeah. know, um, that, that's, it, it's draining. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. That's, yeah. I, I got to give you kudos to that cause that's, <sighs> and it's an evolving now this I, is this is an hour and a half with encore, uh, plus plus encore. Yeah, and Jesus. I don't, I haven't written an encore. Okay. I actually generally come back out and I ask, "Have you got any questions?" And okay. I've, I, I, I've got to get, I've got to get better at that. Okay. I've, because the I, I've got to get some way of asking them to ask me, because at the moment, no one says anything. <laughs> it's just silence. Yeah, it just. It's like a feather landing, you know? But, um, it's cool. It's, it's an evolving show. Right. It will change all the time. Um, and I took that, I read an interview with Chappelle. Yeah. And he was like, it just won't be the same each no. night. I will change and that's, I keep putting bits in and I still haven't. No, but that's what I'm telling Wally. So Wally has never really been on a tour yet. Mm. And we're going on tour, just a tiny little tour next February. So we're going, yep. to, we're going to do the Holland thing. As I'm just taking him alone. Yeah. And um, we're going to do a handful of spots. It's a, it's a week long. It's not, it's not yeah. going to be super long. Yeah. But that's what I've been telling him is like, 
when you do that first show, yeah. By the time you get to that fifth or sixth show, it's it's even it, it's going to be the same material ish. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be different. Yeah. Your attitude's going to be different. Your delivery is going to be different. Yeah. It just it's different. It's just, it's just practicing. It's just doing it. Really. I mean, if you think about it, stand-up comedy is one of those things that you can learn it, but you can't teach it. Have you thought about it? And the only way you can learn it is just by doing it. Just by jumping into that cold pool of water each time and hoping you're going to come out better and oh, learning I, from it. I but, would say that you get to a... When I started thinking about doing this tour, I was like, I've got no more memories, man. I've got no, <laughs> I've got no more stories. We're done. I've got no more <laughs> observations. Over. There's no way. Yeah. And I think this is... It's not quite there at all, the show, yet. But I think it's the best sort of structure and bits of... I think it's got really nice highs, but I'm still learning, yeah. you know. But I... Uh, it won't be the final product. And I think if you came and saw it in, like, six months, it's going to be very different. Right. You know, which is the way to do it. Right, yeah. But you were very personal. This show. You thought so? Well, I, I've only seen you like bits and stuff like that from yeah. TV, so I haven't seen a full yeah. show. But I felt like I got to a point where I was like, "Is he taking a little break after this?" Because yeah, he, he, he kind of came to the whole full circle thing about uh, where you were born. Yeah, you grew up. You brought your kid back. You yeah, kid, uh, asking how come we don't live here. I was like. So, so, so are we going to break news on the It's Not Like You podcast? <laughs> is Al Pitcher going to retire from comedy? <laughs> is he going to London? Is he going to New Zealand? Now, Tell me. Tell me. I retire, but I thought maybe he's taking a little bit of time off. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I'm guessing you've been working hard these last years. Yeah. Um, I, I love working. I love doing shows. Like I was saying about company gigs, sometimes I turn up and I think, you should have saved the money on me and just had a, you should have had a disco or just had a DJ buy order some stuff. more rum yeah, yeah buy the stuff another drink yeah, each. Yeah. but I still genuinely can't believe how good it's going yeah and I'm not I'm not ripping the system off I'm genuinely trying to do it as best and I I try so hard to tell these audiences in a natural, easy way of saying, thanks a fucking, this is, this is still. I'm not gonna lie to you, I yes. think, I think, from an outsider's perspective, that you, your audience gets that. Yeah, because, I mean. Um, because literally everywhere you show up, when you show up down here, whether it's on Joe's gig, whether it's on your own, I mean, they come out in droves. I mean, yeah, like you see, yeah. I mean, two sold out shows, and I've seen watching you on Facebook, you've had to add shows in multiple cities multiple yeah. times. Yeah. And, and that's got to be gratifying to know that you, that, but, that's, that, that kind of. I also want to give them New Year's Eve party every, every yeah, show. Exactly, yeah, It needs to be, exactly, yeah. you know, firework. It needs to be yeah. the best. And that was weird today. We did a four o'clock show. Yeah. Comedy. I it's mean, hard it, to do it, comedy in the was, daytime, man. Oh, <laughs> it's so hard to do comedy in the daytime, man. And this is a, like a, this is a show that needs some movement and you know a bit of interaction. And I could feel that for the the next show when I did the announcement, like, oh, can you not film stuff? Yeah. Because 
I found people are just filming the whole show yeah. and putting it up on yeah, it's someone put very my annoying. whole show up on Facebook and said great night as, as though I was going to forget it yeah so we, I had to as if you're going to be like hey thanks thanks yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you for immortalizing this moment. Yeah. Yeah. People out there, please don't do that. Please don't do that. I saw somebody pull up a camera today. Yeah. Taking a couple pictures. It's okay. I think, I think pictures It's okay, are okay to do pictures, and it's okay yeah, to do pictures stuff. after, but please don't, don't, don't record bits, and definitely don't record the entire show. It's, it's disrespectful on so many levels. Yeah. And because it's ego, it's ego too. It's your way to say, "Hey, look who I saw today." Yeah. Just tell people, show the ticket stub. Yeah, show a ticket stub. Take a picture with Al backstage. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to, or after well, the show I do, or something. I do that at the end. Yeah, there, but, there's um, so many ways to show you had a great night, but recording the entire show and putting it up is without his permission or any comedian's permission is not the way to do that. Yeah, and I, 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 I did a test show, and this is a tour that will go until. December 2018. Really? Yeah, it might oh, even wow. get extended after that. But I, um, I walked out and I could, I could, you can just see the, the yeah. camera yeah. and it's going and and I, I was like, well, this is not a photo. Yeah. And it was like 20 minutes in and they were just, they were, I couldn't see their face. They yeah. were like, and uh, I just said, ah, oh, can you stop filming? Yeah, I'm can, so yeah. sorry, but I. Uh, if this gets put out and then yeah it just i think it spoils i know kevin hart had a thing here didn't he i i saw i was at his show at Melmo arena yeah and literally we got there i think 20 minutes early yeah and it was just a message that played every two minutes yeah do not record they're going to be people going up and down the aisles the entire show yeah if you get caught with a camera even taking a picture you're out yeah, yeah. And he was not bullshitting. There was somebody in Malmo Arena that holds yeah. something like 15,000 people. Yeah. They were going up and down every single aisle, even up in the rafters where we were. Yeah, yeah. But what the cool part was, was at the be very beginning and at the very end of his show, he was like, all right, everybody take out your camera right now. Take a picture. Yeah. Right now. Let's do this for the next minute. We're going to take pictures. And he did some poses and stuff. Then he was like, all right, shut it down. And at the end of the show... He asked everybody, open it up, and he did like a little Facebook message, you know, hey everybody, this is Kevin Hart, come see me, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So that was cool. So you still got to, you still got the ability to yeah, do a little yeah. tiny bit. Yeah. But they were, they were, there were several people I kicked out. Had you put them in a bag before that's, you? Got, that's that's yeah, Dave Chappelle too. They actually yeah. have a special type of bag where uh, it locks. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and pretty much only you have access to it. Exactly, they yeah. Show do you like, take the bag in with you? Or do no, you no, no, they leave it out stuff. front. So wow. if you're a smoker, if you want to make a phone call, like I have a babysitter, you can go out front, they'll get the bag with your phone in, yeah. and only you can open it up. Yeah. You can go outside, you can talk and do whatever you need to do, come back in, they lock it back up, and you go back in the show. More than anything, I think it has to do, backpedaling that to what we talked about earlier, it's a live, it's an art form that's best enjoyed live. So and when you're standing there with a cell phone, you're not in the exactly, moment. And too. much like concerts, Be in the moment. Yeah. if you've seen any of the concerts on MTV, everybody's standing there with an iPad, and they're looking at the iPad, uh, and it's like, if you look down three inches, yeah, yeah. you can see, see the, the real, real thing. fucking thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of looking at it through another device. Who's standing there watching the whole show on it's, their phone? I, you would be surprised. When I go to a concert, I will take one photo. Yeah. That's my only rule, just yeah. to say I'm here. Yeah. That's the only thing, and I might even put that up after the gig. Exactly. But I, uh, I went and saw you two in Boston, 
Nice. And uh, it was just. Yeah. You know, and Bono's like, <laughs> he's half of Frodo, so he's like. <laughs> and it's just. You couldn't see him over phones, you know? I yeah. Have. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, man. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I, we went and saw Coldplay and. Um, Dave Matthews Band over in Denmark. Dave yeah. Matthews Band. Yeah, and it was just sort of like, I'm going to take a handful of pictures, yeah. post them, but it's like, oh, this is a cool part. Click, yeah. back in the pocket. Let's enjoy yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, let's yeah. kind of yeah. be present. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. I agree. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's weird to just sit there I for, just, for two hours doing this. Not just that. You paid to watch your show. What do you, <laughs> what do you, it's all, it's all about putting it up on social media and tell people I was there. No, but the funny That's part, I remember a comedian yeah. saying that uh, he's like, why would you record it? Cause who's ever recorded a live concert and then gone back and actually watched it? No uh, one. No one. It's no, like they put uh, that for others. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a school play video. You yeah. know, yeah. one. No one's going to watch no this one's again. Ever. Yeah. And I, I hope it kind of stops. I don't know it's how. It's never going to stop. No, I. Especially with the Google glasses and all that stuff, it's only going to get easier. That's the yeah. that's the worst part is that they're going to have to step up more to just literally either have like sort of an interference blocker for all cell phone activity. Yeah. Or they're just going to have to confiscate stuff at the front door I, and I just give it back gonna, to you later. I think they're going to integrate that Google. Uh, goggles thingy into I read about it so you can actually go to a concert by just putting on them but you're still in your home you can kind of like look around uh, that's yeah gonna be no the, I saw that commercial next, yeah that's gonna be that's, the next yeah, thing saw that. so you don't have to physically be at a concert or a, uh, a but you can kind of take no but you see, just that's, put on your glasses and you kind of like buy but, the service but that's that's it's like a pay-per-view from what I'm saying. You buy the shirt and you can actually look around and you see like people jumping around. And you're like, oh, this is a great concert. Oh, uh, that would be tough. <laughs> but that's the world we're living in, right? I mean, we're we're just from that generation. We saw that transition. All right, we're at an hour and a half. We're gonna shut it down soon. Yeah. But yeah, the let, go. Let, let's let's delve out a little bit of a comedy. Let's. Who are you, Al Pitcher, as a person? I know, obviously, you love soccer, or uh, as you guys call it, football. Uh, I, yeah. I who's love- your team? My team is Huddersfield Town. Yeah. They're in the Premier League. Uh, they got promoted. I saw them get promoted at Wembley. That's the that's nice. town you were born in. Yeah. 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 Um, I've supported them all my life. They were on TV once in New Zealand when we lost 10-1 to Manchester <laughs> <Wow>. City. <laughs> You're like, this is my uh, I, don't, I do this not mean team. to laugh at that. No, but, <laughs> um, but we... Weirdly... I'm 45. The last time we were in the top division was 45 years ago. Yeah. My mum and dad and my sister and her son and husband came over. We went to Wembley. We won on penalties. <laughs> nice. It was the greatest. Great. Just it, amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still, because we're in the top league now and it, we might get relegated. It doesn't worry me in, yeah. in you know it's not the same anymore it doesn't matter that we've yeah. done this we've, yeah. we've walked on the moon you know yeah. um, so for me it just oh, it's fucking amazing man. Yeah. I saw that you posted in between your shows today I showed it to my wife yeah. that you came off stage and you saw your team won oh. <laughs> which is a great little treat to come oh, off stage and, and I, too and it was like full time 1-0 and I was like oh, like that you know so yeah I do like sport I, I've yeah. always so outside of soccer, any other sport? Uh, rugby. I like okay. rugby. In New Zealand, you have to. Yeah, of all course. Yeah. baby, all back. Yeah. 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 Um, it's 
and that's a bit of that's pressure as well because it's a team that you um, it's so good yeah that you, it's yeah. just expected with yeah. the Brazil you know like we win I think we've won 90% of the games yeah. we played at um, so there's that I've tried to get into American sports not my bag <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, you know, let me guess. You tried. You started. You started off with baseball, and that was probably uh, no, I boring off as shit. American football, actually, uh, which is which is obviously better than rugby. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, a good American football game is amazing. Yeah. A good, a good, for me. He, he makes fun of me. I like any sport, okay. literally. He'll yeah. watch curling. I will if it's yeah. on the TV. I'll watch it. I'll, yeah. Competitive side. Of I don't. Riding. I don't care. Yeah, if yeah. it's entertaining, I love it. But so. you're you're a former baseball player turned yes. comedian. Yes. You were a bartender before. If I yeah 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 before you turned a comedian. You were a bartender. Well, I well slash bar. broccoli chopper. Yeah. No. Um, it was a coke tender. No, I'm just. Kidding. I. <laughs> it's from his own show. Yeah, but but no, I. What I wanted to do when I was 12, 13, and I went to the career advisor, and I said I want to be a horse racing commentator. That was my dream. That's they, oddly specific. She said to Super me, you don't have the grades for that. Grades. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you, you don't have the... <laughs> you have to have English grades? and your maths aren't... And I was like, math. Really? I have to be able to, you know, describe <laughs> horses Do you have a running. fascination for horse racing? Like, you go one day to the racetrack and heard a dude and they were like, this, this is my it. calling. I still love it. Have, have you... No, 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 so as a kid, no, no, you went to watch... Horse racing. Oh, it's a family day out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool. I. Um, That's yeah. where it was born. Nice. This is the weird thing in my life. I don't know if it's an interesting story. The paper that we used to draw in art. Yeah. On the back of it, they used to have the racing fields. Okay. Like yeah. The names. Yeah. yeah. So what me and my mate used to do was we'd get. Like 50 cents from everyone, and they'd get a number, right? So they'd get the number on the back. Yeah. I'd go out of the room, and then I'd come back, and I would call the race. Oh. But my mate would be like, like, number, <laughs> number, two, number two wins, right? Oh, yeah. And then we got busted. We got busted after that. After about three races, he was kind of going, on two, right? And, so, and I'd go around and, and then I'd go, number four, here comes Seattle, and then number two, here he comes, and he'd just win the race. And people didn't cotton on until like, hang on a fuck, he's always winning. So, <laughs> so, so that what, was my... Uh, uh, what, awesome. what would Al Pitcher do if he was not doing comedy? Uh... Good question, man. Will, will I, you always do comedy? Do you see yourself? I always, what do you see? 45 now. Transition I, into something else within time. I would love to do like a chat show. Okay. I think. Um, like a like a Robbins or like yeah, a Scavlan I, I think or something that would like be that. Cool, but I think the platform for that is probably on online on YouTube something. Yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but I think what I want, what I want to do, has to be funny. You know? Funny so, or enjoyable? Uh, no, it has to be funny. I think okay. I think people will... You can't be... It takes a while for a comedian. 
you got to keep the same funny. Yeah. I did my own podcast for a while, and I stopped it because I didn't think it was funny enough. Okay. It was me just talking. I don't know if you've ever done a podcast on your no, own. I, 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 I would. I would. He wow. has, and it was good. It was really good, yeah. but it was very deep. It yeah. wasn't a funny podcast. Yeah. It was. No, it, was it was very was introspective. Yeah. 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 In order to work, I have to. I think you have to give yourself because it's kind of hard to be that funny without seeing an audience. Yeah. Yes. That's hardcore. I don't know if, don't know if that's yeah. what you felt. That's what I. I was just seemed to be just talking to myself in a room, <laughs> and I was like, "Do people give a shit about this?" <laughs> and then since I've started this tour, people have been coming up, going, "Start your podcast up again." I'm like, I was just about to say that. But then I find that sometimes when people say, "Bring your show to my city," and they're the only five people yeah. that are messaging you. Yeah. But it's changed a bit now. Yeah, it's getting exactly. You know, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. I don't know what I do, man. I, I think I'm unemployable. I think I am at the point where if someone said to me, right, move those chairs over there, that's your job today, I'd find it hard not to go, fuck off, you know, <laughs> you know I yeah. really would. Yeah. <laughs> A normal job would freak me out. So yeah. in the same way that Seinfeld says about people digging the roads, you know, he looks out the window in the, that comedian documentary, I think I... I try and do comedy for as long as I can. You found your path. Yeah, what I didn't think I'd be doing is going up and down the country touring. Okay. I thought there might be a point where... I think I'd like to do that. I'd like to do like four or five nights in a city. Okay. You know? So like a club comedian? No, almost like doing like Malmo Palladium okay. or something like that for four nights. Oh, you mean like well, that? See, yeah. what's, like that's a Vegas the, no, but that, no, no, but that's what that's what traditionally you do in the states. Mm. So, for instance, let's say um, like a Burt Kreischer is coming to Atlanta. Yeah, he's going to do a Thursday show. Yeah, he's going to do two Fridays. He's going to do two Saturdays, and he's probably going to do either one Sunday or he's going to leave. So he's going to do five yeah. or six shows over the course of three or four days, and then he heads out. But is he doing a touring show or is it a club set? Nope, that's just a club set. That's yeah. where, that's where like he'll do, uh, hey, I'm in Atlanta, then I'm in Charlottesville, then I'm in yeah. fucking Sarasota, then Fort Lauderdale, yeah. and then he's off for a couple weeks, and then he's like, oh, I'm doing the Northeast part, and then I'm doing this. And then sometimes, I'll, then right before they do a special, yeah. they'll do like a national tour okay. to hone that hour and a half. They'll have two hours they're going to do, yeah. but it's just more or less to at the end of that tour, when they record that hour and a half, it's the perfect hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So like actually, uh, before Dave Chappelle did his uh, Killing Them Softly special, I saw him at the Punchline in Atlanta. Yeah. He did three and a half hours, but he had inadvertently done the entire hour and a half for that special. Yeah. Okay. We just didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, because I had no idea it was going to record a special, so like three weeks after we saw him, it's yeah. like, shit, this is an HBO special, let's watch it, it's gotta be all brand new. Yeah. Like an hour in, we're like, we heard all this shit three yeah. weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. some of it's worded slightly differently yeah. but it's all the same and then yeah. when it's over I was like well what about all the other hour and a half he did and it yeah. was like that was just kind of throwaway shit just in case yeah. so that that's how they typically do it there and then they cut they edit a lot of stuff out now yeah. when I say a lot of if you see an, an hour special there's a big chance it was an hour 20 yeah absolutely yeah because yeah, yeah. I mean, it just looks awkward if this portions where there's nobody laughing for the SVT yeah. special I did an hour and a half yeah. over two nights 
and we just, right. you're the same show, but we and took final cut. Uh, 57 minutes. Wow, yeah. 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 You know. And what, what did you do? Were, were you happy with that? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I cut out all the interaction. Interaction. Because it didn't work. Yeah, it, it's hard. You can't put that on TV. Yeah, it just it doesn't there was work. A guy, to be in that room to find there was exactly. a guy from Ireland, and he shouted out, and people still came up to me and said, that's the funniest thing. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. And I'm like, I can't yeah, work. I can't do it, yeah. Because you're sitting at home going, I don't give a shit about this Irish guy, <laughs> you know? And it's kind of hard because once you cut a certain, because I do film editing yeah. myself, if you cut out a certain portion, yeah, there's it can mess, other up, bits, it can mess yeah. up the flow yeah, yeah. for another thing, so you have to cut out more. Yeah. So that's why it might sound, for those of you listening at home, it might sound a lot, an hour and a half cut down to 57. Yeah, but yeah. It's normal. It's how, yeah, it's that's, normal. yeah, that's normal. Sometimes yeah. it's not even a joke. The joke can still be good, but it could be this awkward moment of silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I found that I sweat a lot on stage and the... The you sweat, move sweat. you move a yeah. shit ton on stage that's why yeah. <laughs> and they uh, there was a bit where we had a break in the show okay so I did 245 okay yeah and there's a bit where I'm really sweaty and then it goes and then straight the to dry. Bit, dry and it really bugged me yeah. but there was nothing we could do about it. and people said no they don't care about that but you know well, I can tell you right now, my wife watched it, loved it. So, oh, yeah, great. She didn't, she didn't see that part. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the success is just yeah. blows my mind. You That's know? awesome, man. And you don't get, when it, I don't want to sound like a, a dick, but when, when it happens, and it, it sort of happened a little bit, I, I'm not after fame or anything. Right. But it's like I said, when you name, when you get a show and people turn up, you. F I mean, I weren't, comp I wasn't competing, but I started comedy. I was doing gigs with like John Oliver. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's a, he's he came to my wedding in North Sherpa. He's a top <laughs> top friend of mine. You got married in North Sherpa. Yeah. <laughs> and these all. These I, I used to live in North Sherpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. So he's John Oliver has been to fucking North Shopping. Yeah. John Oliver's been to North Shopping, yeah. And he's like a great mate of mine. But when it when it goes well for you, I just look at his success and I'm like, yeah. fuck. No, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 but I'm like, fuck, you're doing so well. This is brilliant. Where in other times, I'd be, if it wasn't going well, I'd be like, ah, oh, you prick. You know, I should never invited you to my wedding. You know? But you see, you see. You've always uh, came across to me, at least, as a humble guy. You seem very down to earth. Is this is this um, is this a reflection of your personality, or is just your approach? I just I just think I'm getting away with it. Okay. You know, I, I come from that British angle of doing comedy. Like I stumble into it, and it's going well. I think the American attitude is a bit different sometimes. Yeah, I think it is. Even, even in stand-up, it can be a bit too, like, I was there and I had a three-way and, you know, <laughs> whereas a British comic, my mates, comedians in Britain, they just don't do that kind of comedy. Right. It's, yeah. they, they're more like the Hugh Grant kind of yeah. stumbled over and they a bit of coffee spilled on the cat, <laughs> the cat died, you know, yeah. it's that way. Um, you know, I, I did the Montreal Just for Last Festival, and they asked oh, you. Oh, what year? I um, I did it. I've done it two years now, and then they um, 
they ask you for your credits and stuff, yeah. your TV credits, because in America, that's yeah. huge. That, like, yeah. He's been seen on, you know, he was an extra in Soprano, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow, wow. They, they just build these people up. Yeah. And I just didn't know what. <laughs> I was like, I'm from New Zealand. You know, like, yeah. and it wasn't me being a dick. It was no. just, you know. That's, yeah, every time somebody asked me to, what do you want me to say about you? Yeah. About you? From the States? Yeah, yeah. Anything enough. else? No. Just get, my, just get my name right. I just think because of the British audiences, if you if you said, oh, I did this, I did that, he's been on Letterman, da, da, yeah. da, people would go, all right, then who the f- yeah. is <laughs> Bring on the prick, you know? So, Entertain me, funny guy. Yeah. They said you were funny. But it's great. All right. So well, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're running late here. We have so much more to ask, Al, but we're going to have to save that for uh, part two. Like my man Isaac Jensen, we're going to definitely have to have a part two with Al Pitcher at some point in the future. Al, where are you going to be next? You're finishing up here in Malmo. You're heading off to? Um, it's Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah. And then after that, just a little relaxed time. And then Karlstad. Okay. I've got another 15 to go in this bit, and then I'm touring next year. Okay. So I'm back in Malmo in March. If anybody wants to check, if you're in Sweden, Malmo, Stockholm, Uppsala, anywhere in Sweden, where should they check for your information? Alpitcher.com. And if you've got to the point of the pod and you're still listening, (laughs) Alpitcher.com. Alpitcher.com. That'll be on uh, on the information side. You can uh, check out Wally and I. We are on a little hiatus. We just came back from uh, Toronto. We're exhausted. We're glad to be back at the podcast. We're going to be pumping out a bunch of podcasts uh, all the way through the end of the year. So, But you can uh, check our uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at anywhere. Uh, I'm BrianJord22 or Brian Jordan on Facebook. Wally? I'm Wally Johnson on Instagram. You'll find me. No yeah. worries. You'll find us. <laughs> Al, we... Thank you so much for coming by after all your two shows and everything. Long day today. It's been a great pleasure having on as a guest. I've enjoyed this. I I, 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 I would actually say after doing a show, like I'm, I'm on a high, a bit of adrenaline. I think this is a good idea to do a pod. Yeah, I love it, man. You, yeah. you have been an absolute awesome guest. Yeah. Love having you on now. Can't wait to have you on next time. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the great Al Pitcher. Thank you. And no, that I really is a wrap. It. Yeah, it's good, man. This is this is what we do. We just talk.